0: Tom Zappala, and Rico Petrucelli.
1: Welcome. <coughs> is that me? That's you. Oh yeah. Hey, it's nice to be with you Tom again. Uh 2 weeks in a row. A, that's a record. No, gathering. 3 weeks
2: in a row, actually. No, 2, 2. H- was, was it you want to bet No, 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 you're I'm, right. You're right. You're right. It is 2. Anyways, welcome to the Great American Collectible Show, Tom Zappala, along with my paisan, <laughs> Red Sox Hall of Famer, he cut me, right? Rico Petriselli, listen no, to this. Thank one. You, Perry. you. I got know. there was another Facebook post as God be my judge, yeah. we picked up a head of steam last week. Someone started it, knocking Kiki Hernandez at shortstop, and someone said, we need to bring Rico back. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Uh, right? Uh, yeah, I'll take the minimum salary, 750000 Right. Rico is going to be, I'm telling you right now, Rico is going to be appearing with the Savannah Bananas at Fenway Park when they come here this summer. I am going to laugh my ass off. You know what? You're crazy. You, you think I'm going to wear one of those? Oh, uh, you, you and Billy and Louis Tian? I'm going to wear a banana? No, you're going to wear a yellow uniform. Well, that's. Oh, that's, that's going diff- to be awesome. Come on, let's All go. right, listen, before we bring in our guests, we have a great show today. We got our good friend Paizan, Charlie Perino from JRI Cards. Then we have Mr. Wonderful himself. Derek Grady from Heritage Derek's going to be co-hosting with us And towards the end we've got Jeff Marin from Rockhurst Auction He's got a really interesting Between sports and entertainment He's got a great auction coming up But first, our headline Mind-boggling 1968 Topps Baseball set Sells for $1.4 million. A virtually perfect set of 1968 Topps Baseball cards Was king of the Mile High Card Company's Latest major catalog sale Featuring 572 of the 598 cards graded PSA 10. And the set sold for $1.4 uh, I
1: mean, I was in that set. Where's my dough? PSA. Yours was the only PSA 4. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the cards in the set... Come on. The cards in the set were offered both individually and as a complete offering. And this time, the card bid was set... i, I tell you what. Brian Drent basically said... This was a mind-boggling sale: 1.4 million for 68 tops baseball set. How, how does he? How do you get a set like this? We're going to ask Derek. Anyways, if you want to read the whole article, you can go to sportscollectorsdaily.com dot com. good friend, Rich Miller, and the staff—they they do a great job. I yeah, read that. I go on that that site every day yeah. to read about what's keeping up in the hobby and what's going on in the hobby. That's a good. That's very. All right. Funny. Let's bring in that's our funny. first guest, our good friend with Mister Hat. This is that's a nice hat. that's a fedora. That's an Italian fedora. Our good friend Charlie Perino from I think Al Capone, I. Al Capone wore one like that. How are you, Charles? Oh, good,
3: very good. How you guys
2: doing? Charlie, yeah, you're in West Palm. You had no problems with the uh 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 tornado? No tornadoes at all.
3: It was sporadic. I saw the same picture of the same car in the tree and I saw- <laughs> people in that area. It's scary. Uh, there, Nothing, no damage here. Good. No damage at
2: all. all right, Charlie, you got a lot going on with JRI. Tell us about it. I mean, we're going to let you run with the ball here because you got a lot of stuff going on.
3: Dude, I could take three hours here just going over, but I'll summarize a little bit. We're live five days a week, jricards.com. We uh, do a live stream where we open up graded, unsearched, and sealed packs uh, from various auctions that we buy, like some of your guests on the show. And we introduced and created shot packs for more of the more mid-modern uh Aspects out there. The Aaron Rodgers rookie year, the LeBron rookie year, where you can get them directly from the shot pack. The pack. And we call it a shot pack because you're taking a shot and going after some of these great rookie cards that you can obtain. Not graded, not already, but you'd be the founder of the card itself. Uh, Kevin Durant's rookie year, 2007. Tom Brady, 2000. A lot of different packs and boxes out there uh, that we've added to our site. We started with about a dozen, and we're over up to about 44 different packs. That when you buy it, we open it right there for you. It's not a box break; it's just one pack at a time. And we pulled some really nice cards. We nailed LeBron's upper deck uh, triple dimension rookie card just last week, Um, and it's been a really good driver. It's been adding a lot of more engagement for not only the people watching but for the people in there, and it's it's doing outstanding. Yeah, Uh, it's called the JRI shop pack, and I don't know Tiger Woods' rookie card, host, various Jeter. uh, He's not just the '93 Jeter. He's got some other great top chrome and pinnacle out there that we narrow down. We try to find the best odds of pulling the great card from these shot packs, and it's wonderful. And there's a lot of other great players in there as well. But the shop packs have really been doing well and probably forced us to go about four or five hours, five nights a week now.
1: God. Of- the uh, <clears throat> You mentioned the Rodgers and uh, Brady. When they are traded or when they get free agency, they go to another club, another team. Is that card with the new uniform, is it special first year with that team? It is. Even the Brady in his
3: first Tampa Bay uniform was yeah. uh, a bonanza for the collectives. Yeah. Rogers. when these guys are in the news, we see a spike. When Tiger's playing at the, uh, at the uh, Masters, point. we okay. saw all these Tiger packs. Rogers. the trade talk went on for like two months. Oh. And there's 8 million people in New York that think he's the next name. His cards aren't rising, thank God. They, they should stay where they're at. Right. But if he wins a Super Bowl, now you want to get ahead of that. I know a lot of cards got ahead of themselves. They factored in eight, ten Super Bowls for these guys, and uh, triple crowns and eight World Series wins. But Rodgers did very well. When when these guys are in the media, when LeBron broke the record, uh, Durant goes to the Suns. I know they lost last night, but we don't go day to day. But these legends, I don't know if you want to call it modern. It's not modern. It's probably like mid-modern, the guys that are – Still playing, that are yeah, yeah. going to be in the Hall of right. Fame: Steph Curry, LeBron, yeah. Durant. Uh, well, uh, Brady's already retired, but Aaron Rodgers will probably be in the Hall of Fame. Hockey: McDavid, yeah. Crosby. Yeah, some I mean, of
2: you got some good guys. Hey, Charlie, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, JRI guys. You guys are not just. I mean, you do what you have to do. But you guys are entertainers also. I mean, your show, I mean, it really is. You do a good job. What was the whole concept behind that? I mean, was that that right from the get-go you said, you know, I want to entertain them? And you, I mean, with the bells, the whistles, the hats and all of that, I mean, you have a hell of a following. Uh, Tell us about that.
3: Oh, card collecting before the pandemic was fun, but kind of on the boring side. People would collect the same people. Those were the smart people. They're still around today. The new people came in and made the whole thing a frenzy. It all became about buying the card, flipping it, not collecting it. I, I got the card. How much is it worth? I want to sell it. Uh, doing this live entertaining is like when we were little kids, when we got our allowance of 25, 50 cents and ran to the store and bought these packs and we put them in shoeboxes. We collected them. We put them in albums. And it—it it was our favorite players that we saw on a card. There was no internet, no ESPN. Right. Anything. So you actually, this is the closest you got to a your favorite sport hero was—he was on a little card for you, and that was fun and exciting. And I remember that as a kid. And when we opened most of our vintage stuff, it's—I get the same feeling. Uh, riding my bicycle to the store, no phones, no internet. Five stations on TV, and you know I yeah, pulled all exactly. the cards out, and I was happy.
1: Charlie, people people want to laugh. People exactly, want to yeah. have some things, yeah. especially after COVID. You know, with the lockdowns and all that stuff, and there's all kinds of stuff going on. But that's politics. But we we'll got uh, about a minute. You
3: know, I mean, that's it's great. Uh, you know, we there's nothing wrong. With it. Even Rico, we we pull Rico. We make a little extra couple of horns for it, but. You talk about the cards, that's, every player, the stats, guys that art in the Hall of Fame. What's horns?
2: He said horns? Yeah, blows horns and stuff. Beeps horns. horns all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, oh, okay.
3: I'm not I'm giving you the horns, horns now. <laughs>
2: hey, yeah, what's your, what's your website address, Charlie?
3: It's jricards.com. We do a lot five days a week. Me and my other host, Nick, uh, go live. We have Dollar Girls doing specials. Uh, we have charity breaks for our homeless vets out there, Army, oh, Navy, great, Air Force, great.
2: Marines. Good feel. But
3: we do it all from 1950s all the way up to 2020, and we try to keep it affordable. We run a lot of specials, giveaways. We got some big giveaways coming up uh, right now. We're doing a giveaway, and we got some big ones. Coming up for July, right around during that national month. Got a oh. lot of nice packs.
2: All right, brother. We love you. Great. And, uh, you know, we got to get you on the show as a guest host at some point in time. You really yes. do. so to go over. That I know yeah. that's what I'm saying.
3: I'm All exactly. right, Charlie. Charlie I said, Perino Charlie. from, from, from Jay, uh, go ahead. 58 rookie card two weeks ago out of a 58 pack. Wow. Wow. Out of a 1958, pulled a Jim Brown, sent it to PSA to get graded. Perfectly centered, but a, little, a couple little scratches on there, uh, print effects. Awesome.
2: So I, All right, Charles, it, take care of yourself. Yeah, Charlie. It easy,
3: work, it easy. Charlie uh,
2: Perino from JR. Yeah, he is a piece terrific. of work. I'll tell you what, you should see his uh, his setup. His operation yeah, is great. I wanted
1: to come this year, but I just couldn't get it. Uh, well, up, I, didn't, I
2: didn't make it this year, but I'll yeah, tell you what.
1: But,
2: uh, no. All right, let's bring in our guest host. Um, I call him Mr. Wonderful. He is. And he is a wonderful guy. Just and before, go ahead. And we were talking about sense of humor. Yeah. And he, this he's guy, a, he gets it. Great He sense understands. Sometimes he's miserable.
1: So, speaking but- of sense of humor, Derek, is he the hat? The B? Now he's a Boston Red Sox fan because they won two in a row. Three in a row. Three Ooh. in a row. So once they lose, man, one or two, the hat comes off. They stink, they this, they
2: that I'm a real, real That is a lie It's an outright, cold faced lie All right, on the the phone On camera with us is Mr. Derek Grady from Heritage Auctions Derek, I'm going to just ask the question We talked off-camera How was the sandwich?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean The one thing you've done for me Is every Boston show you bring me a sandwich from some Italian deli, and it's phenomenal. And I mean, we'd love you to say the, it's not, but you you it is. It's really good. Did you
2: get the bill yet? You got the prosciutto. Prosciutto, <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. The fresh mozzarella. Mozzarella? Some basil. Mozzarella. Some basil. A little yes. olive oil. Think there's banana.
4: balsamic vinaigrette on there, Bals- Yeah, they put no, some balsamic. Yeah, yeah, really the name of the
2: uh, delicatessen is D- Barelli's <clears throat> Deli. It's right down the street from us. It's fabulous. But anyway. Uh, is how going? was the show? How was the Altman show?
4: You know, the Boston area has been incredible for us. And we did take in, you know, hundreds of thousands, filled up our safe. Uh, we have appointments to go back, you know, that we couldn't get to. It has always been, and I give credit to Rich, who, you know, who's passed on.
2: Right.
4: But when he first started that show, he, you know, got a lot of pushback from the Shriners from other people that are, you know, love going to that show in the fall, and they thought having another one would hurt. So there were some people that avoided it. Dealers that avoided it, and that show from the first time he ran it, I don't know whether it was eight years ago, ten years ago, it has changed tremendously. I agree with you.
2: I think that show is going to overtake the fall show at some point in time.
4: I don't know that it overtakes it, but it can. It's it's be, right there yeah. with it. And we do now. We're seeing we had we saw before. Throughout the years, people had said, oh, this is my first time here. I only go to the fall show. Now they've decided, now we see the same people at both shows, as you should. Yeah. They're both very well done. It's a big auditorium. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's a great show. And oh. we, we it's one of our, the Phillies show for us is great, the Boston show. Um, we have lots of other shows that are really good. But those are ones on the East Coast that I look forward to going to.
1: Collectors should go to as many shows as they can. Serious collectors. I mean, you know. Well, I think well, they do. Yeah, if they're local. No, but, yeah. Well, the national. Yeah, besides instance, the national. You put that aside. Yeah, okay. I but.
4: think there's a lot to learn. You know, you definitely go, you get knowledge. The more you, you know, talk to dealers, and, and veteran dealers, too. You know, there's a lot of fly-by-night dealers that come and go, but there's a lot of people that have been doing this for 30 years, 20 years. Their wealth of knowledge um, you go to a show, you're always going to learn something, see something you haven't seen before, you know, and it's fun. I think the one thing we've learned from this, and I use as a gauge, the strength of the hobby based on trade show attendance. And I can tell you whether it's local mall shows or whether it's the big shows, even with the modern going down and correcting, these people are still coming back to shows. Really? And they are Packed.
2: So uh, uh, the the, the crowd that's coming back, are you noticing a younger uh, hobbyist looking for more vintage now these days?
4: I think some people have diversified, and I've always argued that I did. A lot of people have. When I first bought 1985 tops baseball, when I started to be not when I was first buying cards and then quit in 1980. And then you discover girls, and you kind of go away from it. Yeah. But in 1985, when I started to go hardcore into it, I was buying 85, 86 tops. You know, buying baseball, football. Wish I would have bought more 86 clear basketball, but nobody cared, um, which is a regret. But you, a lot of people do go back to vintage, and it's hard not to. If you really like sports and you're collecting, it's hard not to go back and buy vintage. And so I know, I don't know what percent it is, though. Because there are guys that only do modern still.
2: Still, that's, that but was riding, the writing. But the
4: news is they're riding the wave. They're not,
1: well, yeah, they stop ha- it themselves. I hope they wake up, you know, as far as uh, the investors. Yeah, yeah, I t- agree. Derek, I got to quick story. Uh, I did a card show last, was it, two weeks ago? So, yeah. And next to the, where we are signing, there was a small group, a mother, father, and a young kid. And the young kid's sitting down. They got the cards there. And I say, where's your store? And they said, no, we don't have a store. The young kid, probably, I want to say 12, 13 years old, owns the company, him and another kid. And they just do it online. And they're going to come to the, well, they're going to be on the show sometime. Yeah, we're going to bring them in. And... <clears throat>
2: I thought that was great. Well, let me His ask you: kids, What was he selling, Rico? Modern, vintage, or a little of everything?
1: Mostly, mostly modern to middle, you yeah, fifties. Yeah. But uh, uh, it was. I well, said, we want to This, is, great. this is what we, you know, we're talking about bringing the young kids in, and they love it, and the parents are happy because it's it's a, it's a great, you know,
2: it's good for the kids.
1: Great for the kid keeps them out I'm of great. trouble. Nice
4: kids. I do see a lot of younger, younger people. I see more women, girls yep. collecting. Um, I definitely see you know more of everybody. Hey, Derek, and it's really cool.
2: Um, I don't know. I heard in two weeks. As a matter of fact, next week, Chris Costa uh, from the Fenway Show is coming into the studio, and the Fenway Card Show is May twenty fourth. Somebody said, "Are you guys going to be there?"
4: I don't know. I, I think mean, you. I, they're scheduled.
2: advertising that some that Heritage is going to be there along with Mile High Memory Ooh, Lane. I mean,
4: if they're advertising it then i would say they must there must be somebody from heritage going i think they I spoke to
2: joe Orlando, but i think joe uh, joe deferred the uh, you know went to, he said to see call either you or chris ivy but if well, no yeah. one's called you i just i think i saw the advertising and that's why i was because it's at fenway park yeah and it's it's, it's going to be in the concourse
4: yeah, somebody has to stay at home too to put together the catalogs. Derek,
2: you got to come
1: together. because uh, you know he wants to give you another sandwich. It's, you know, oh. sucking up, but uh, that's all right.
2: Or Rika, you're going to be there doing the signing. Maybe I may not even go. Oh, what? No, I'll go. I'll go. Holy jeez, Big Pappy's going to be there. There's a
4: lot of you know. Listen, we have a lot of staff. There's a lot of shows. A lot yeah. of people. want heritage there. Of course, we'd love to do everything, but we still have to put out a quality product for her for our consignors that give us property, and somebody's going to make the donuts too.
2: Hey, tell so us about course. the May auction.
4: You know, it's another great uh, auction with, uh, you know, whether it's game-used bats, high-end cards, graded registry sets. We did have a nice find of a collector that was uh, him and his father were buying up card collections in the 80s and late 70s and we got all those signed exhibits. There's a Gary Rookie exhibit, Fresh to the Hobby, Babe Ruth signed exhibit, Fresh to the Hobby, all from this one guy that bought them with his father. As They were just running buy ads and never sold anything. Hmm. And, you know, had storage units and warehouses to just take in all their collections, and they reached out to us and found some great stuff there, and there's more to get. And it's, uh you know, it's another great, Great I mean, I,
2: I've been on it. Obviously, uh, I do have a card in there <laughs> for anybody that's <laughs> interested. But uh, all kidding aside, uh, it's a great, great, great. That's auction. why he's buying no. This I can't. You, you get another sandwich. You another sandwich. I'll sign the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to
1: ask you about signed jerseys, worn jerseys. Yeah. How do they get these jerseys? I mean, when I I mean, so you question. I mean, you know, so that's.
4: You know, my collection is game-used jerseys. So, players back in the day, Rick, as you know, oh, yeah. whether they were given back at the end of the year when you, you know, when you ran you asked right for another have... one, something was going on. The equipment managers could have taken them. They send them down. They get recycled. They get out into the public. Players gave them away to family and friends. If somebody asked for your jersey, you may not have, but other people did you know. So did you and- oh,
2: ever
1: do yeah, that? I got uh, I got to, to, uh, a way in home jersey. Okay, yeah. so did you ever my, did said, you ever know that you, you, know, you were signing a, a game used jersey of yours? Uh I never did. You never did. Uh when I played, you know, right? right? A, no, but the thing is those jerseys Yeah, let's say well, okay, if you're released, you retire, they'll give you a jersey um one is in the Italian Hall of Fame. And, okay, yeah, uh, up in you know, Chicago. Yeah, and... Um, <clears throat> but you've seldom heard of, a, of a, a jersey being sold. How did they get it? Did somebody take it a from sti- there? Could be the clubhouse guy. Clubhouse guy
2: or you know, somebody else. Too. Right. did you ever, like over the course of your career, later on after you retired, did anybody ever walk up to you with... A jersey no. that was a game used jersey no, of yours. I know never. you've signed a lot of no store bought, no,
1: not even no, really, not even store bought. Yeah, no. So you haven't signed many jerseys. No, no. It's just, uh, it just. Really? that's why I say I said this is unusual. Where do they get this stuff? I know one guy who was worked uh, worked at Fenway Park. He got a Ted Williams uniform. It was game worn, and at mm-hmm. that time, so I talked with one him, of the Orlando guys. <laughs> No, well, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I I'm not, I'm not accusing anybody, but he got it and he said, "Yeah, I got it. I made a ton up." How much did you sell it for?
2: 45,000. Well, I mean, I know a guy and you know and at that time it was pretty good money. We all know yeah. a guy whose name I won't mention that has a Mickey Mantle game used bat mm. signed by Mickey Mantle. Now, there's no provenance on it because he can't get the provenance, but you know, that 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 was swiped by a clubhouse kid when he was a little kid, and they you know, they were teenagers together, bat and boys the kid too. gave him the bat. Yes. Now, yeah, yeah, okay. you know, what's he going to do? It's, yeah. it's signed well, by I'm Mickey. not saying, it's saying there's anything right. wrong, but I'm saying.
1: Now, keep
4: know. in mind, nobody cared when it was worth nothing. Exactly. Now all the stuff's worth money. Okay. Now everybody's like, hey, wait a minute, that's my jersey. And by the way, Rico, I did buy one of your jerseys.
1: Oh, sorry about and,
4: that. And, yeah, I know. And I did it just because we're buddies now. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Actually, because of your legacy in baseball.
2: <laughs> Is it a store-bought? <laughs> no.
4: It's a real game-worn jersey.
1: You hear I'll what he's saying? You I link. might have signed it afterwards. I don't think it's signed.
2: Oh, okay. oh! Something you're going to have to get. It. No, he's not. You're going to sign his game-used jersey, thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, listen. Down. We're going to take a quick break. Derek is in the house. He's going to be with us for the entire hour. Hang in there. We will be right back.
5: Are you a collector looking for that rare trading card or ordering a ball, or photo? If so, then PB Collectibles in Newport is the place for you. PB Collectibles has graded cards, raw cards, complete sets, and wax boxes of the stars of the future, today, and from the past. We also offer a large selection of both vintage and modern cards. So whether you're looking to add to your collection or sell it, visit us at PB Collectibles, 269 Spring Street in Newport, located across from St. Mary's Church. We are your neighborhood card shop and much more. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardcode.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information.
3: For more than 30 years, Robert Edward Auctions has been the industry leader when it comes to helping you realize the most money for your baseball cards and sports memorabilia. In addition to their unparalleled reputation for honesty and integrity, they reach the largest number of bidders in the business and offer lower seller's fees, as well as generous cash advances up front on your valuable material. Contact them today at 908-226-9900. That's
0: 908-226-9900 or at robertedwardauction.com. This is Brian Drent, President of
2: Mile High Card Company. Is your
1: sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need, but for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection.
6: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest. Because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, We will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices.
1: How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at gameusedbats.com
7: from New York, we still love them. On Deck with Rico Patricelli.
2: Okay, it's time for our segment On Deck with Rico, brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com That's Robert Edward Auctions for Extraordinary Results and Extraordinary Service. Our question this week was submitted by Tony a Nice Italian name. Really, and he gets a T-shirt, okay. a GAX T-shirt. But this is kind of an interesting question. Yeah, Rico, yeah, like how did you work out in the off season? T- just you know, today they—it's oh, a year-round Oh, they year have everything. Job. Yeah. How well, did you work
1: out? Well, the first thing I drank a lot. <laughs> okay. so, no, I'm just kidding. Um, here's the thing: when I played, we wouldn't—they wouldn't allow us to, to use weights. That's one thing. Uh, and so what we had to do. To work out with chin, you know, chin ups and all that, all that type Did of stuff. Did you do it every day? Uh, almost every day, yeah. At home or at the ballpark? No, the, at uh, home. I mean, oh. The ballpark, they didn't have a, a batting cage at that time. Again, you know, this was a while ago. Uh, and uh, it was pretty much closed in the winter. So sometimes I would go to a gym, you know, I had uh, near me. Uh, but a lot of times it was just at home working out we had a where you put two chairs and uh, space in the middle and you do these like yeah I don't know what it's called Tar, that, that jump in here by the way yeah right he worked on out. exercising yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I see you must
4: be lifting huh <laughs> um I lift food to my mouth I mean I gotta I gotta do better no I the, have no words
1: now the guys <laughs> have trainers which is. Yeah. I would have too, believe me. If this was a, and they have set workouts.
2: Was there anybody that? Oh, Freddie Lynn really got it started. Yeah, right? that's With right. With the Nautilus,
1: Nautilus machines, and Freddie hit uh, I don't know forty nine home runs, uh, thirty nine home runs afterwards, and that they made a big deal out of it. But interesting. Uh, no, uh, you know they're, they're doing it right. They can afford it. You know, I, I would have not? done steroids. <laughs> I,
4: I guarantee it. I mean,
2: that is horrible. <laughs>
4: Dude, hey, I, you know what? So, I'm in a, oh, this is horrible, but I'm going to say it anyway, because that's what <laughs> you guys pay me to do. Oh, well, you don't <laughs> pay me, but so one of my greatest things in college was I had to write this research paper on like the Bosnian economics or something that just <laughs> I don't need to do any, you know, I'll never know it the rest of my life. And I'm sitting there in the barber's chair. I pick up a GQ magazine, I go to the back. There's a little ad for research assistance.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> will write some...
4: your paper for you for 75 bucks. There you Whoa, go. Oh,
2: man. I, I did that in college a couple and of times.
4: Overnight, boom. <laughs> a. Change a few words. A. Graduate degree. There you go. I don't hey, need anyone. So. Hey, Derek, no, I'm going to no, run no, this. No. Uh, this is a question. And that's why I would have done steroids. <laughs>
2: there you go. I'm going to ask you both this question. Derek, you have a Stan Musial... Uh, Game one, signed jersey uh, in the auction. Question about Sam, uh, Stan Musial to both of you. I'm going to ask you this first. And Joe Tomasulo and I got into this uh, a couple of weeks ago on the air on another show. Stan Musial, in my opinion, was a great ball player, one of the greatest players of all time. But he never got the love of the publicity that, like, Mickey Mantle got. If, no, he didn't. Listen to me. Why? I the why. I, that's Go my ahead. point. So, my question You're to here you. In New York. My question to you is if guys like Stan Musial or Al Kaline had played for the Yankees, would their legacies be different today? Yes. Of course. Brooks Robinson
4: said to me, because I've taken in his collection, I've got some more stuff from him coming up. Um, he said to me, "If I would have played in New York, how much more money would he have made?" Now he's beloved in Baltimore, and he's not saying he wanted to play for the Yankees. Right? Beloved there, couple statues, might have three statues now. I mean, it, it's not about. And K-Line was loved in Detroit, and Musial was loved in St. Louis. It's about the the you know again the economy in New York City, the ads the the amount of money you can make outside of your salary. I mean, they can pay you more money because of the TV revenue. Rico? You get more advertising possibilities, and therefore, if you're you excel, you're just going to become more of a legend.
2: Okay, but I'm going to ask you. I'm going to follow I, I, up to both of you. You answer. But for the it. thing is, you you don't even have to be a,
1: a major leaguer. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a superstar. You know, a Hall of Famer. The guy I talked to a lot of guys. In fact, Jimmy Pearsall, when he was with the Mets, I talked to him. He did three, three appearances a day. Breakfast went to a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner, and he made pretty,
2: pretty good money at All that right. time. So, so does does that leads me to the to, to the follow up question? So was a guy like Mickey Mantle overrated because he played in New York? No comment. No, listen to me. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't. I mean, for his popularity. popularity, uh, Well, if okay, if Mickey Mantle played for St. Louis and Stan Musial played for the New York Yankees, would the situation be reversed? Yes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Hundred percent.
2: Right. Not even. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're
1: you're right. Absolutely. And
4: no, I don't think Mantle's overrated. Look at his. I mean, here's the sad part about Mantle. If he doesn't wreck his knee in the storm drain, I saw it. What could he have done? Uh, I mean, I, I, he that, you got to
2: put that aside, though. By Derek. the way,
4: look what—no, look what he did. Look at his okay. championships.
2: Yeah. look and at everything
4: he could run. He was incredible!
1: You, you wouldn't he was believe. Still incredible! He could run.
2: No, I just, listen. Could, I mean, the guy
1: was no. I understand, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm
2: you're right. making a point. No, you're right. I'm not. It he, he wouldn't him. have been as
1: popular, but he would have yes. been a Hall of Famer. Yeah, And been. By the way, who still first fell you know, Hall of Fame? Stan. Stan Musial. His nickname is you know Stan the Man. Stan the Man. Stan the Man. And who who gave him that name? Mickey Mantle. Who. Uh, the Dodger fans and the press. I don't know. Oh, did they really? They loved him in New York. They called him because he, he was
4: classic. Yeah. guy. mean,
1: Stay in the man.
4: What player could you not put in the pinstripes that wouldn't have made more money because of ads or salary or popularity if Clemente
2: would have played All there? Right, so if, I'm going to throw, throw another question mind. out to you, Mr. Card Expert, and you are the Card Expert. So Mickey Mantle plays for the St. Louis Cardinals, and
4: not uh, the same.
2: And and, and Stan Musial plays for the Yankees. So what, so now now does the Mickey Mantle rookie card go down the tubes?
4: Not down the tubes because he'd still be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I'm telling you, Stan Musial, Stan Musial would have still won as many championships. Stan Musial was really really good. Oh, he was a great player. They, <laughs> Yeah. He look at his numbers. He's one of the greatest hitters of all time. Great
2: great player. You, you can't put Yankee? somebody like
4: that. Yeah, you put some that talent in the lineup, would he hit it? less home runs than Mantle? Maybe right? not.
1: Maybe not in Yankee Stadium, that right maybe field. Maybe you not. You're yeah, right. No, no, and
4: no. they still would have had incredible pitchers and still had a ton of talent around them. Yeah. So what's going to happen is he's going to win just as many titles. I'm not going to say that Mickey Mantle's a better baseball player than Stan Musial. I am not going to say that. I will say that Mantle could play ball. He was going oh, to make no it to doubt. the Hall of Fame. Yeah. There's no doubt. He was making it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay, yep. but to say that any yes, other players had they played for the Yankees would get a plus in salary and a plus in popularity right? and oh, definitely, legend definitely. status. Yeah,
1: no, you're
2: right. I mean, everybody I think, knows that's, it. I think that's true. It is true. Um, okay, I, another question. You got a Ted Williams 1946 American League Championship ring. That was the runner-up ring that's up going up for auction. <coughs> oh, uh, his daughter Claudia is putting him up. Okay, uh, his, I don't know where it came from, but oh, he I'm would, not sure that, that, that 1940. So, yeah. a lot of its stuff He really up. he kind of crapped out uh, in, in that World Series. He didn't. He, well, uh, he, yeah, they, they he didn't play tough. well. Yeah, but pit. wasn't that the World Series? He had 200 that two hundred something. Wasn't that 200. the World Series that you that you're one of your mentors? hesitated. Oh,
1: Johnny Pesky, the yeah. ball off the wall. Well, <clears throat> there's a little controversy on that because usually huh. when the when you get the, the the cutoff, you're the cutoff man. The the trailer is supposed to be the second baseman. He, with your back to home plate, he's got to let you know where to throw. And that was Bobby Door. He didn't let him know either that or he didn't hear him because the crowd's going nuts. So he gets the ball instead of throwing it home. Uh, He hesitated. He he hesitated and really didn't throw. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, things happen in World Series. What's that
2: ring at now? Uh, Do you have any idea, Derek?
4: Um, Keep in mind, and you know this with auctions, with a week left, that's an eternity.
2: I know. So
4: nothing's really – so I really need – let me see real quick. Because if I go on my handy-dandy smartphone – which is attached to our bodies at this point in life. So Ted Williams, would you say it's the runner-up yeah, ring?
2: Yeah, the 46.
4: Do, 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 do.
1: So Williams that's it. Bat.
4: It's only his Hall of Fame ring is at 46 grand with 10 days left. His um AL championship rings at 155 with 10 days left again, which is an eternity. Yeah, well, so uh, the-
2: talk to me about that. Uh, typically, you've been in the auction business a long time. Uh, it always seems as though people come out of the gate strong, then there's a stagnant time, and then towards the end of the auction. So what percentage, it, 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 what percentage of an item uh, really skyrockets the last five, six hours of an auction?
4: Yeah, I would go more the last couple of days because some people will, you know, there are a percentage of items that will get to their final bid 24 hours left. Yeah. But mostly, almost everything, unless it's at full gouging retail, takes bids and extended bidding or in that last hour. I mean, I've won stuff before an extended bid because it's already been so high. Yeah. And then there's things that can triple, quadruple an extended bid because logically speaking, there is no reason to place a bid. We encourage bids, but there is no reason to place a bid until you have to, mm. which is the final day before ten central. Gotcha. Is you qualify? So everybody else could have bid on it all day, every day for twenty-five days, but you technically there's people that come in that don't even look at an auction till that last day.
1: That's
2: mm. at that's good 10 to know. O'clock place their
4: first bid.
2: It's good to know, Tom, which you're And, and then yeah.
4: so that's the difference between extended bid and live auctions. A live auction, you show up, I uh, I mean you'd be horrified where it opens up at, you know, fifteen grand and an estimate of sixty. And if you're not there in the room or it ends in the middle of the day when people are working, you know, I don't I'm not a fan of live auctions. And I've never been. Yeah. And And But you would make, I mean, people at Heritage think we're nuts in sports. We're the only part of Heritage that runs their auction Internet Extended bid. And the coin people swear by live auctions. Wow. I've never understood how you, logically speaking, anything that has an overtime role, there's going to be more scoring, right?
2: Right, of course.
4: Anything that has an overtime role in bidding, there's going to be more bidding. I don't, I can't understand why well, would only believe Sotheby's or Christie's would get more for art if there was extended bid? Because you have to sit there and look at your screen or your phone for thirty minutes, that's a good agonizing. Point.
2: That's a damn good point.
1: Yeah.
4: Well, oh. I try to make good points once in a well, while. Well, once problem. in a while you <laughs> do. That's
1: good for collectors, especially.
2: Uh... And that's
4: why we do it.
2: Yeah. Because that's yeah. how I would want
4: my item sold. We sell everybody's item. That's why I don't have a problem with a consigner, and I get very few complaints, even if they're not always pleased. Eighty percent of the time they're pleased. But, I mean, say 20% they aren't or 10% they aren't. I sell everybody's item as if it were my own, Mm. whether it's a million-dollar item or whether Uh, it's 500
2: bucks. Listen, you guys are a a sponsor of the show, and we appreciate it very much. And I'm not just saying this because you know that I'm kind of liquidating my collection uh, so I can purchase some other things. And so I'm kind of spreading the wealth. But I am very pleased uh, with the job that you guys have done for me personally, uh, just the whole way—the the whole way you handle yourselves with, with an auction. I mean, it's not like it's a million-dollar card either. Point being is that you, I know you do that for everyone. You do it for everyone. We do. It doesn't matter on the value. Exactly. And exactly. And exactly. And that's my really point. It really doesn't
4: because I know where I, I came from. Western Pennsylvania, in Johnstown, a steel town that's flood capital of the world. You know, you get yeah. a work ethic, and I know where I know what it was like to. Sell lemonade or um, mow grass or nobody. Just you know, yes, my grandfather was generous and gave me right. allowance and gave me some money to buy cards, but I didn't have a millionaire handing me my here. Go buy cards. Go buy cards. Go buy cards. Good point. You know, we had to work hard to get that extra money to go buy cards.
1: I've been to Johnstown. Yeah, you have a question have about the really? bat? Yeah, yeah, my first year in the pro Bowl. If but, oh, I want to ask you about fractional buying. Is it yeah, that's collapsing? A- I think it collapsed.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's already I, mean, I don't gone. hear anything. About it. I mean, you don't hear right. You don't hear anything about fractional buying I think it's anymore. Done.
4: Yeah, yeah, because you're not. Be- <laughs> Again, if it's super significant, like it's an original Declaration of Independence or one of the yeah. fifty they gave the states, could you make an argument that I want to have? I'll never own one, so maybe I will buy a piece of it or a super expensive. They own a fraction of a million. I, I
2: don't. I can't even I'm wrap my arms
4: around the concept. I, I don't can't. want a piece of. I don't want a little piece of anything. Who the hell wants maybe that? Mama Lisa, I don't know.
2: Hey, De- maybe oh. Jeff
4: Marin's business. You know, maybe I do. Well,
2: see, I would they like. I would like, like a piece of Elvis's hair. I, I would. I would. I would go for that. Hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Another question well, for you. That? No, that's nice. Another yeah, so question. I don't
4: think it didn't listen. It had its day in the sun, okay. and most collectors said, "If I can, I want to buy what I can afford, and I can have it." And yes, I don't want to own a yeah, piece of something, some, yeah. a small, very, I want to own less than 1% of this 52 tops mantle.
2: No. Right. I do have another question regarding uh, memorabilia. How often does a piece of memorabilia move from dealer to dealer? In other words, I submit. Not like, yeah. Not like modern cards do. But, but vintage pieces, I mean, you know, pieces, but, I mean like, yeah. I'll see a vintage piece at, at an REA auction Somebody will buy it and a year later see it in a heritage auction, that same piece. Does that stuff move around much or do you guys buy it?
4: No, we don't generally because you know, look, if we buy it if we buy anything, it's really to to resell it to make money. Yeah. So I don't find there's a lot of bargains on already certified items. But that being said, when I get something it goes into a black hole. Knock on wood. I very rarely pull out anything out of my collection, and that's because, and there's a lot of collectors that do that. My point with the modern was, modern, you see the same cards flipped over and over and over and over and over again, right? Vintage, not as much. If if for Mm -hmm. vintage cards, you know what, there's people that speculate still, but with memorabilia, there's few and far between on game used, all original jerseys. There's Mm -hmm. more bats, but generally a bat collector or a jersey collector, when they get them they hold on to. Them. Right.
1: I know I've yeah, sold very few,
4: unless I get offered right? like my Rico jersey. Yeah. I think yeah. I paid two grand for it. I mean, would I sell it
2: for like? Well, by the way, we're going to take I a break. I'm going to take a loss on that one. No, but that would by be the, one by the way, that. all kidding aside, we're going to take a quick break. But Petroselli, you're going to mail him that. Yeah, and mail he's going to sign it. it. He's going to sign it. And mail it back. He'll here. keep yeah. the damn thing and send me back a replica. <laughs> all right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Marin is in the house. Jeff Marin from Rockhurst. We love Jeff. He gets it. He understands what you're all about. Oh uh, God! And uh, Grady's going to stay with us. Hang in there. We will be right back. Christine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction
5: specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavali and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades
8: it's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else heritage auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best this requires the skills of the hobby's top experts
6: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest. Because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices.
0: They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay vault at checkout. Or if it's already in the eBay vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay Vault is just as easy. Every card in the vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay Vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault.
1: Yes, yes, yes. The eBay Vault is climate-controlled, insured and protected with 24-hour security. So, well, soon you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay vault. They will take high-quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and to make the listing-to-sell process very seamless. For more info, go to eBay, connecting
2: buyers and sellers globally. Okay, we are just thrilled to have two superstars on at the same time. Marin. And Grady, Jeff Maron from Rockhurst, and Derek Grady. Do you Jeff, between the two of them, these guys are both multi multimillionaires. Well, between the two they of them.
1: work hard, but he's got the really? Yankee uniform right. And that's yeah, I, like and Jeff, what is that? What the hell? What the you know, hell is that thing behind you? It's like a vampire putting a putting
2: the cross. I mean, you, 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 you have like you don't have a, a, a Williams gamer or anything behind you. You got that? Put a Yankees. All right.
7: That's no, okay. I think that's a Jeter. I think that's actually a Jeter signed jersey. Anyway, I just like the
2: color in the background. That's hey, nice. you guys know uh, each other good. pretty well, right? Yeah, we go yeah.
7: way back. And Derek, if you find my money, let me know where it's at. Okay? <laughs> right. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I right,
2: yeah. listen right out of the gate. You have a Kyle Perkins. Forget the baseball stuff for now. You have yeah. a Kyle Perkins guitar. I loved Kyle wow. Perkins growing up. He was just great. Who was he? Uh, oh. Uh, Carl Perkins,
1: the guitarist, see the guy that uh, did uh, that uh, show on TV, which uh, no, the Animal Show. Would you help him, Jeff? Please. That is, that is so
7: funny. That's exactly what my wife said when I told her about the collection. <laughs>
1: yeah, remember that guy? She's like
7: I have a, I, I said I got a Carl Perkins it? guitar and one of his grandmas. She's like. The guy from Wild Kingdom? (laughs) Wild Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah, Wild (laughs) Kingdom. I'm like, no, that's Marlon Perkins. I
1: mean,
7: he might have gotten an Emmy, but I don't think he ever got a Grammy. Marlon Perkins wrote Blue Suede Shoes. Blue Suede
2: Shoes? (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I don't know who wrote it. i I I, I tell you, that's nice. Now, that guitar, what is it? A Gretsch? Uh, That guitar is actually a. um, Rickenbacker Gretsch, one of those, Fender.
7: It's a Gibson, and they had given it to him the day he got his star on the Hollywood Walk. Now uh, the Hollywood
2: Rock Walk. So
7: What, what is that um, bad
2: boy? What's going to be the final prediction on that one?
7: You know, that's a modern guitar. But there's a great video of him playing it for a long time during the event. And uh, so it's got to be fifteen to $20,000, you know. Awesome. Um, if it was something from the 50s or 60s, we're talking about six figures. Uh, but it's a really nice modern guitar. There's not a lot of his stuff out there. He kept everything forever. Um, so it's it's pretty nice that we got that one and there's a great video of him playing it, which is
4: mm. spectacular.
2: Hey, J- Derek, by hurt. the way, jump in anytime you want, brother.
4: Oh, I can speak on Carl Perkins. I, I his <laughs> wife coming up with the Wild Kingdom. I was impressed with that. I can't <laughs> yeah. even come close to any <laughs> Wild Guess, but I have heard of him and I knew he was a musician. I just couldn't have said what song he's famous for.
6: Yeah. But, so
7: he, you know, he's he's uh, part of that seminal son. Sun Records crew of Johnny yeah. Cash Elvis Presley okay. he actually writes Blue suede shoes, but then uh, Elvis has the bigger hit with it out of the box i've seen
2: a- I've seen Kyle Perkins videos i mean some great stuff you know appearing on stage with the Rolling Stones and yeah. McCartney I mean just doing some Bob Dylan doing, doing some great stuff Rick?
1: jeff is is there a niche market for that in other words, there's people who love music as opposed to the cards. Or will they do both?
7: There is quite a bit of crossover. There are certainly uh, stalwarts that just do rock and roll or just do Elvis or just do the Beatles. But I find, and Derek and I will remember from the time we worked together 20-plus years ago, that we always presented everything together in some cases. Well, in some cases, we presented auctions at the same time. Because there's always a lot of crossover. Guys who collect, collect. yeah, And, you know, things like that, things like a Grammy or or something from the Beatles or – even an Elvis piece. Sometimes that that has such broad appeal. Almost any collector can think oh, yeah. to himself, "Oh, hey, why not? I'll I'll buy that yeah. signed photo, cool. or I'll buy that you know that artifact." Very.
2: Jeff, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have some really cool Beatles stuff in this auction, right? Um, yeah. One. Uh, what are some of the items you have? Because there was one that jumped out, and I can't off the top of my head. Is it a gold record? Yeah, we have one of the gold records from
7: uh, Sergeant
2: Peppers, Pepper's, right? Yeah. So Are you those kidding old me? records. Wow.
7: So the ones that I offer in my auction actually come from an RIAA vendor that worked during the period. He yeah. worked during the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. And uh, he learned early on in his career that invariably one of the record executives will call a week after the first order and order another two or three. Sure record so he started making duplicates and at the end of his career he ended up with a, a huge stash of these extras that he made in the period so mm. uh, if i'm getting a Beatles sergeant peppers it was made in the mid 70s because they're they're certified in any different sure, all different sure. Times whenever you know capital wants to redo their offices or someone requests one um so this would have been produced in the same batch that was sent to the record company so it's um you know it's, it's from the period it's just great because the ones uh, from from artists like those you'll never see one of theirs in the marketplace uh, it's very rare that any artist puts one in the marketplace. Yeah. But occasionally, you know, um someone falls on hard times or passes away and the estate gets sold. But most of the gold records you see, ninety nine percent of them in the marketplace, are of this ilk if they're gotcha. if they're even legitimate.
2: And so. you have other you know, you got baseball, sign baseball. Yeah, and I mean you got so. a lot of stuff like that. I mean you have yeah. I tell you what, you've got a slew of really affordable cards like you know, for our, yeah. we talk about that with our with our hobbyists. You know, th- you have some real budget cards, I call them, but they're really good cards. Tell us about some of those.
7: Yeah, so there's, there's a couple hundred graded cards. There's sets and groups, 50, 60, 70 sets in groups, and groups. Uh, and a lot of the single cards are, yeah, a lot of them uh, fall into that mid-grade range, that, uh, you know, four, five, sixes, sevens. Um, there's some nicer card sets, too. There's an 86 Fleer set with a Jordan that's an eight, a BGS eight, and then there's a... Um, there's also a, a Beckett 8.5, uh, 86 Fleer Jordan in the auction as well. And then there's some 70s basketball sets as well with some graded cards in there. So it's a pretty good, you know, there's a couple hundred lots of of, uh, of cards of baseball, some football, mostly baseball and basketball.
2: And
1: then, of course, you have the Elvis stuff. Well, now, not only that, we'll take that uh, Jeter, uh, the, <laughs> the the uniform there. No, we won't. The, wait a minute. Five, give him
2: 500 <laughs> <laughs> bucks.
1: Can you, would you do it? I'll get back <laughs> to you.
2: Uh, <laughs> try That's, that's Let's talk no, about
1: some of Elvis. So
4: go, ahead, go ahead, Derek. White. Yeah, so when I'm in uh, a lot of different houses, I can tell you there are incredible rock posters. There are mm. presidential documents. There's some rock and roll memorabilia. There is, I mean, definitely historic. I mean, there is really a crossover, as Jeff said. And I can tell you, I am able to win <laughs> not much of it, um, and I would because some of those Billy Graham rock posters are incredible. I, I know
2: those are, those are really really cool, some, and they
4: go for a lot of money. Yeah, and, I mean
2: that's, yeah, wow, that's that you know, and,
4: <laughs> and <laughs> some of this stuff is you know it's it's just it goes together. It's American, It's pop culture. Yeah. Baseball cards are the same. you know it's a rite of passage, and I would definitely. I do have about twenty of the presidents, whether it's documents, checks, um, ph- photographs, and then I kind of slow down. And then I've been waiting to jump in. I have a couple Led Zeppelin signed things, of course, minus Bonham, so it's really not. Um, But you know, I I try in some of these sports auctions, but it it does go for a lot. There's, I never got into comics. Um, We do have our own comic department. Um, I don't know if Jeff does comics. Jeff, what do you collect? I mean, do do you have?
2: Is there anything in particular that you collect personally?
7: Yeah, there is actually. I collect uh, some movie posters. I was I was really down the rabbit hole late 90s into the early 2000s with a movie poster collection but it got a little out of hand (laughs) it got got into the hundreds of of posters and uh I don't exactly live in the Taj Mahal so there was a point where I sort of deaccessioned most of it but now you know with with the office I I do get a chance to keep some pieces here so I still buy the odd piece um I'll lean into a into a you know Star Wars poster or something like that I, I had yeah I was I was collecting a going back all the way to the 20s and 30s I was looking for any movies that were that had uh alcohol or drug abuse in them so
2: it was a really specific <laughs> Hey is, is is Woodstock memorabilia I mean I'm talking about game use Woodstock memorabilia is is there great value to that stuff like I don't know the the the, the pants that uh, Janis Joplin had uh when she was on stage or you know whatever is there sure, is, anything a anything that
7: was on stage with an artist uh, of that ilk uh, of that um caliber is is always sought after by collectors for sure hey. any of that stuff it's uh the provenance and the and the oh, authenticity up. is the big trick you know that's that's the tough part oh, of that uh, And what the do woodstock, you have? there's uh, also posters there's tickets um they didn't really yeah. use the tickets there's a cache of them that were found years ago so those are you so, can get your hands on really nice looking woodstock tickets they're very valuable still. really Rick? yeah what do you
2: got? Oh,
1: i have a buddy rich you know a great drummer uh sure. signed signed uh album you know, uh, on the album. so the no top money deal. in that. Okay. All right, I just asked. You know, yeah, If it was yeah, Gene no, Krupa, worth, um, that'd be different. Oh, yeah. That's, that's worth well. tens of dollars, for sure. <laughs>
4: yeah, tens of dollars. Hey, I, I'll like, tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you
2: both. And I, 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 I think, hear. Derek, you know this. You know who's got one hell of a guitar collection? Go we got a guest, or you're going to tell M- Mr. Mike Hefner from Leland's. No, he has... He like has an, the
4: world's best wrestling collection. Let me tell you something. Some I, incredible, some incredible guitar. I just said that. His, like his
2: guitar collection. A few of them. I don't He's got he about like 30. 10. He's got 30 of them. He's he got does? he's got 30 electric guitars that are gamers. Well, how can I we was find out. His, how, how can we I was in okay, his first house his
4: cool. concert <laughs> music. Do you like Jeff? Do you like the way he ca- keeps calling these things game, use? yeah, 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 game used? Game yeah. used. So Tom be- Tom Petty was a was, it was a game used game. Tom
2: Petty. What's, what's No,
4: it's a yeah, yeah. It's an on stage used Petty. Eh, guitar, same thing, on. same thing. No, it's not. But no, but, uh, he does have he has some incredible guitars. I didn't know he had thirty of them. I thought I knew him better than you. Unbelievable! You're not closer to him than I am. So. I
2: know that, but we were in that. I was in that room uh, when we were doing the photo shoot, and I was like, yeah. my jaw dropped. Can we find out? A Can Can no, not He's now. He's got an
4: Elton John, Elton John uh, stage worn jacket. Wow. He's, got an, uh, He's got a. He's got a Hendrix guitar. Here. He's
2: got a Hendrix Fender. Does he really? A gamer.
4: Yes, you not a gamer. Oh my God, gamer. Jeff, he's not. You, you can't help him.
2: He's got pine tar on there too. I right, yes, listen exactly. I right, listen. We're we're just about out of time because uh, my <laughs> producer is like looking at me like. Anyway, sings. Jeff, what is your website address?
7: It's rockhurstauctions.com, dot com, and our auction closes this Thursday, May fourth.
4: Wow!
2: Yeah. So it, uh, and, and
4: Derek, what is your what is best. what is your auction close? Uh, www Go to sports. It's all there. Auctions twenty four seven with our Sunday night sales and showcase and regular catalog ends uh, next week Thursday, Friday, and Saturday.
2: All right, we love both having you a, guys. So look at what do we oh, got there? What is that, Derek? You're going to get a sandwich in the on. mail. Is that a gamer? What is it? I'm sure that is that that
1: is a game used Grammy. Wow! <laughs>
2: wow! <laughs> all right, guys, we love you, uh, Jeff. Hang with this us guys. right till we say goodbye to everyone, to our Thank viewers you. and listeners. Thank you so much for the support. We guys. I'm overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed by the support we get. Uh, I am. You can get you know, easy fella. You're looking a little portly. Well, I uh, eat. All right. Well, you listen, see. now with that being said, we love you guys yeah, thanks. and happy collecting. Yeah.